Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Monday, October 17th, 2022, and I'm your host, John June. Forgive me, I have no voice. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. But Greg, aka G Money, how you doing today, bro? Doing doing well. Um glad to hear, you know, that voice of passion right there. You know, that's that's real voice of passion. Uh I'm I'm feeling real good. I'm excited for uh this Monday night. One because well, mainly because it's the last Denver primetime game, so that's good to know. That's good to see. Uh hopefully they don't flex or do anything like that. Uh, got the Yankees game five coming up. So, yeah, it's, a, it's been a good week. Week six was a, was wild. You know, we got a good uh, Chiefs-Buffalo uh, game. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we wanted. And, and, man, New York is up, man. That's all I'm going to say. New York is up. Yes, sir. New York is up uh, as, you know, the Giants go to five and one, taking down the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And the reason I have no voice is because I'm a psychopath and I decided to get on a plane last minute to go to Milwaukee or Wisconsin rather and, and watch the uh, New York Jets get a victory against the Green Bay Packers and that's why today I have no voice but people of Wisconsin thank you for your hospitality Aaron Rodgers thank you for the dub we'll take it uh, <laughs> on to the next one yes sir uh, <laughs> nah I gotta you know sauce got me feeling myself so you know yeah I, gotta... I mean you go on your feet off that energy right there you got yeah. to, bro. That's that's yeah. real talk right there, man. The Packers <laughs> will remember this four years from now. <laughs> well, I will say one thing. I will remember this for the rest of my life. Uh, I always wanted to go to Lambeau and uh, to be in the, the atmosphere in that place. Everyone talks about how every game there feels like a playoff game. And, you know, it's it, it's really something different and something I definitely recommend to everybody who's, you know, never been to Lambeau. But. There Let's talk about some, some fancy football, Greg. Yes, sir. It's time to talk. Recap the week that was week six. Um, and, you know, get ahead of week seven, trying to figure out what we're going to do, um, you know, on the waiver wire and whatnot and all these injuries that we have to react to. But uh, obviously, everyone, please make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, let's get on to talking about our, uh, quarterback swags here and the number one quarterback on the week. That would be Mr. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, 28 of 37, 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, uh, also added four rushing yards for 20 or four attempts for 25 rushing yards and a touchdown there, 32 and a half points for quarterback scoring greg your thoughts on the performance here by joey b joey b joe shiesty came out and uh you know maybe people thought was a tough performance for against the saints but he balled out absolutely giving you a, a big time performance here getting jamar chase involved especially i think this was also his big game here uh you know I, he dominated one-on-one matchup against Lattimore. it didn't matter i mean this man is just it, it, yeah especially with t higgins being out there it just helps him being out there not even if he's getting the target to just draw us uh, one-on-one matchups for Jamar Chase, and he's going to win that majority of the time. Um, 
yeah, I think the Saints Saints defense is attackable now. I think uh, we want to keep an eye on you know what <clears throat> the last two weeks you know Saints early in the year thought was a bad matchup, but now it's turning to a good one. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I Jamar Chase was somebody when I woke up on Sunday morning and I'm doing my DF. I'm trying to do some DFS stuff. I'm like, you know, Justin Jefferson got off on Marshawn Lattimore last time we mm-hmm. saw that matchup, and you know, those mm-hmm. are two LSU boys and. Jamar Chase feels like he's somebody that's going to be, you know, under rostered. And obviously we talk about him in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I wish I played him against you in our get money matchup because it would have <laughs> helped me win, which I didn't because you won. So there you go, Greg. You didn't have to talk about it. I, I Word. spoke about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man, I'm about to check it right now. Let's go. Uh, By points, nice. Greg. Points, like. Like, Ooh, 109. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, points. Oh. Points. Shout out to Stefan Diggs. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Joe Burrow, yeah, he was definitely the man on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. How about him showing up in Jamar Chase's LSU National Championship jersey, like the jersey he wore in the National Championship, and you can tell because <laughs> you can see the stains on it, like. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, but moving on to the QB two on the week, that would be Matt Ryan, uh, the Indianapolis quarterback who went forty two of fifty eight, three hundred and eighty nine passing yards, three touchdowns, minus four rushing yards, good for twenty seven point two fantasy points and quarterback scoring. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Matt Ryan? Yeah, Matt Ryan balled uh, in this one. I mean, in a high-scoring game, 34-27 was the total. Uh, getting that win, um, I mean, I think he's got a matchup against Tennessee next week. Uh, I mean, a, a game that they just recently played where he threw for 356 and two touchdowns. So I think Matt Ryan is uh, one of the top streamers options for for people fantasy managers this week. Yeah, no, I like that. We talked about Matt Ryan as being somebody that you might be able to play with the bye weeks. Um and he, I, I didn't know he would throw it 58 times. I mean, with no Jonathan yeah. Taylor, it probably makes yeah. sense that he would do that. Um, and those receivers are coming along too. So, you know, guys Absolutely. talk about it in a little bit as well. But uh, moving on to the, the QB3 on a week, and that's it's pretty easy. Uh, Josh Allen, 27 of 40, 329 passing yards, three touchdowns. Also added 12 rush attempts for 32 rushing yards, 26.4 fantasy points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by the young Josh Allen, who went into Kansas City as a favorite and came out as a winner. Got that dub in Kansas City, big time for him. Um, I mean, just made that one less mistake, honestly. And Pat Mahomes threw that one extra interception, uh, and that was really the game. Uh, this, that's how elite these quarterbacks are. Josh Allen played a pretty well game. Every time he had that one-on-one matchup on the outside, uh, Stephon Diggs, where those Gabe Davis, he was able to throw perfect balls uh, to them. So, yeah, Josh Allen. He's, I mean, we know who, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like, he, he has that potential to go in any house and, and win that game. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's going to show up every week. Yeah, Josh Allen is, is definitely – he's got to be the, the, the quarterback that you want the most in fantasy, not because he is the, the number one quarterback in fantasy right now, just because of how consistent he is yeah. week in and week out. Yeah. Um. You know, he never, he very rarely is going to end up on, on our Jags list. Um, yeah, he would very rarely in the out, be outside the top 10, like top five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
All right, let's move on to the well, rounding out the rest of the quarterback swags and the quarterback four on the week, uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback five, Marcus Mariota, six, Patrick Mahomes, seven, Justin Fields, eight, Bailey Zappi, nine, Teddy Bridgewater, 10, Jimmy Garoppolo, 11, Jalen Hurts, and the QB 12, your start of the week, Greg, Kirk Cousins. Thoughts on the performances here by the top, the uh, top 12 guys? Uh, you know, you mentioned how Justin Fields, what his uh, performance was probably going to end up in that uh, that QB1 with his rushing, and uh, that was pretty good from him. So uh, good performance from him. Jimmy Garoppolo as well. I think these streaming quarterback values, Trevor Lawrence, Mariota, uh, Garoppolo, I think they all, all helped a lot of managers this week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater coming right back in and still <laughs> finishing in the uh, QB1. So, yeah, he's he's definitely explosive with this offense. We see it again. And again, the first game, it's a, I think it's a large enough sample size to know that this offense is fine with uh, Teddy or Tua. Yeah, uh, Tua, it has been announced Tua will will get the start this week, but that's good for obviously the wide receivers in this offense that we know that mm-hmm. pretty much whoever's that quarterback should be able to operate this offense. Um, yeah, Justin Fields, man, that's two, two weeks in a row. He's had a good matchup. Yep. He does it a little bit differently than – than maybe most other quarterbacks do because he, he, he can add the, the, you know, the 60 to 80 rushing yards. There is almost no upside in the passing game with him, though, so that's definitely a downfall. And then Marcus Mariota, just when I quit him, man. I know. Just, I know. Mariota, Trevor Lawrence, both of those guys. Yeah, both you know, those they, guys, just when yep. I quit him. Yep, I know. I didn't really quit Trevor. It was more just he had, like, some bad matchups. Yeah, but Marcus Mariota, I, I, he, I was like, he no longer exists to me. Like, I will not play him <laughs> after that week against, uh, I think it was Seattle. So, or I, I don't, I forget the matchup. But either way, um, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the Jags on the list, and and it kind of really starts with my quarterback start of the week and Kyler Murray. Um, you know, losing and Gino, honestly, too. Yeah, Gino wasn't great either. Um, yeah, but you know, I think. Gino wasn't great because Kyler Murray wasn't great. And when <laughs> you run the ball like, you know, Kenneth Walker, who we're going to talk about later, mm-hmm. was running the way he was running. Um, you know, it really – we know Pete Carroll is at his core. <laughs> yeah. When you yeah. hold the Cardinals to nine points, it's like, well, you know, what are we what are we doing? Let's just not That's beat true. ourselves at this point. Yeah. Uh, but Kyler Murray, uh, he gets DeAndre Hopkins back this week, loses Marquise Brown. They go out and trade for Robbie Anderson. So, uh, ooh, that happened quick. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it kind of led you to believe that something might be wrong with Marquise Brown. You know, the fact that they traded for Anderson. Um, you know, with D Hop coming back, so it, you know, Rondell Moore I think gets a bump in that situation. Uh, D Hop obviously is going to get a bump, but hopefully, Kyler Murray gets a bump from getting a you know De- DeAndre Hopkins back. So, we'll see. And then the other. Quarterback Jag of the or you know the other Jag on the week here, Tom Brady, uh, in a matchup against Pittsburgh, we thought he would take advantage of, threw the ball 40 times, uh, was 243 yards, just one touchdown, 13.7 fantasy points and a loss, so not great by him either. Um, and then it was just an overall you know bad week for quarterbacks. The quarterback 12, it was, you know, scored 16 points. You know, it so was not a great week. Yeah, hopefully the Herb and Russell Wilson could uh, save save this week. 
Yeah, I don't know how likely it's going to be, but we'll see. We'll, we shall see. Mostly the herd, really. It's really mostly the herd, but he's the one with yeah. the toughest matchup. So it's like. I know. I know. Ugh. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the, the running back position and uh, the running back swags. The number one running back on the week. Tell me if you had this on your week six bingo card, Craig. Dion Jackson, the filled in for the Colts. 12 rush attempts, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Not only did he fill in for Jonathan Taylor, also filled in, did his best Naheem Hines impression, 10 receptions on 10 targets for 79 receiving yards, 28.1 PPR points. Greg, you are shaking your head. I need to know what's on your mind. Why does the RB1 of the week have you shaking your head like this? Oh, man, nah, he just he just balled out. I mean, you, you thought of it, you know, you're able to end one of our leagues. Added Deion Jackson and then put the slot him in in our flex. Like, that really got us the dub. So, yeah, Deion Jackson balled out, man. He got everything, yeah, JT and Naheem Hines would get. Um, I think he not not say what he has standalone volume when JT comes back, but I think we obviously know that this is a pretty uh, good safety net for, for JT. Uh, like, you see that this production, this this high upside for him. Um, I think I think he – I would rather have roster him than Naheem Hines at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think Hines definitely has his standalone value because he has his role defined. It's like J.D. McKissick with the Washington Commanders, right? Like his right, role right. is defined. It is what it is. And you know if a running back goes down, he's not going to just immediately become the feature back. Right. But Deion Jackson is shown that he is the direct yes. Jonathan Taylor yep. backup. So, like, yep. from now on, for the rest of the year, Deion Jackson will probably be on rosters because – He's got to be that high leverage security option in case, you know, Jonathan Taylor suffers another injury. Right. Absolutely. Let's move on to the RB2 on the week with somebody I really thought would be the RB1. Uh, that's how my final projections came out, and that's how I ranked them. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, sir. Uh, the big boy went 19 for 76, two rushing touchdowns, added four receptions on five targets for 15 receiving yards. That was good for 25.1 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by big, big uh, as I, I know my New England friends like to call him Ramrod. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge reminder Stevenson fan. I mean, uh, I haven't come into the year like he's, he's a baller. He's getting the opportunities. Uh, even I think with Damian Harris, if he even comes back healthy, like I think Ramondre Stevenson, has kind of took this backfield, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, his his upside is just sky's the limit for him. He's, a, uh, I think, rest of the season RB1. I think if you if it was a guy you wanted to buy before this week, I would have been with it. His price is really high right now, so, and I, I'm still willing to, you know, want to want to buy all the stock of Ramondre because, um, yeah, he, he he's going to he's gonna be a league winner. Yeah, man, it's, I, it's like I want to put out some offers for Ramondre so bad, but it, you know, if it goes the other way where he's not, you know, they do force Damian Harris back into it, which in, in our, in like my opinion, I feel, I don't feel like they should. Right. No, like I agree. Andre Stevenson, yeah. He's bigger than Damian Harris, like at six, like six foot, 238 pounds. He's almost two two forty five, whatever he is. And he, the guy's, he's quick, man. And he can move, yeah. he can catch the football. He's athletic. So he's a true three down back. He's he's great on first and second down. He's very capable on third down. So that's the 
the kind of guy that I feel like should be a three down back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm totally in favor of buying, especially if you feel like the the Ramondre Stevenson manager might be worried about Damian Harris coming back. Maybe mm-hmm. you get a discount because of that. So, Maybe yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ph- phenomenal performance here by Ramondre. Uh, moving on to the RB3 on the week, that would be Christian McCaffrey, uh, 13 of 60, 13 rush attempts, 69 rushing yards, 7 of 8 targets for 89 receiving yards. No touchdown, but who needs them when, you, when, you, when you're when you CMC? 22.8 PPR points. Greg, does this performance mean anything to you or – you know, is it? You know, are you are you trying to sell high here on McCaffrey, or hoping that he gets potentially traded? Uh, I mean, yeah, this. Uh, I think he's just. This is. Uh, I'm expecting this from every week. I mean, I'm not like surprised he's he's got 22 points. He's done it on bad teams all his career. So yeah, I ex- expect him to keep putting up these performances um, in the in the top five, no matter what team he he plays for. I think uh, he's a buy. Um, I think yeah, I, I'm not really worried about Chris McCaffrey rest of the season either yeah yeah no definitely i know that he he started out slow um you know a lot which most backs did start out slow but he's you know coming into form here uh yeah yeah i i really only i really mainly asked because there is the rumors of the trade rumors for cmc and teams that could be interested like the rams who are trying to trade a running back of their own um mm. you know i've seen Baltimore come up, which I don't think that that would ever happen. But uh, if CMC, is there any spot in your mind that if CMC were to go to, you would feel like that would be an upgrade from where he's at right now? An upgrade? Probably not. I mean, he's he's RB3 right now in fantasy and PPR leagues. Like, bad teams can use him in all formats like teams with one running back uh yeah i mean i can't see a, a team hmm. yeah i feel like this is a, a for fantasy fr- fantasy friendly offense this, this is great for him like he gets all the opportunity to share uh there's no you know it's not like baker mayfield doesn't have much competition yeah for, <laughs> for targets either and so like yeah yeah it's 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 money for him right now. Yeah, I, I I get I get what you're saying totally. I I think I, and somewhat am in agreements with you because like if you go to the Bills, like Josh Allen's gonna take away touchdowns, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't apparently doesn't need them. I mean, no, he doesn't need them. And you say that about the Bills, and, and that was one of the teams that also came up. Um, but there's a guy on this list who we're gonna talk about a little bit later. But I feel like Devin Singletary deserves all the touches in Buffalo yeah, yeah, that are not absolutely. Josh Allen touches. Right. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. And they throw, they just throw a lot, but I guess Christian McCaffrey could get be uh, basically a, a f- third receiver for them. I mean, like, that would be so upsetting. Yeah. Just, As a Jets fan. Forget, forget I'll give McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie had like one of the worst games of oh. his career too. So yeah. like, Who? yeah. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, like their yeah, new, yeah. like their new slot receiver. New slot, yeah, easy. That's <laughs> that's money right there. Yeah. Oh man, okay. I can't. I can't keep doing this. It's gonna cause me pain. Um. Anyway, let's move on to the rest of the running back swags here, rounding out this top twelve. Leonard Fournette comes in at four. Brees the Beast comes in at five. Brees Hall 
Uh, Kenyon Drake comes in at six. Kenneth Walker, seven. Saquon Barkley, eight. Alvin Kamara, nine. Joe Mixon, 10. Ezekiel Elliott comes in at RB11. And then Dalvin Cook comes in as the RB12. Greg, you you did a large sigh when I when I said Kenyon Drake. Does that, does that mean something to you? Oh no! I mean that you know it's it's an outlier for sure. I mean that's that's <laughs> tough, but uh, I'm definitely happy about Kenneth Walker. You know, definitely saying you know probably the number one waiver wire pickup for uh, uh, last week. Uh, I'm glad he came through, um, and yeah, definitely happy to see Joe Mixon up there as well uh, in that top top twelve. You know, we believers in him and his usage is still there, so glad he's able to do well. And uh, Ezekiel, you know. He, in some uh, bad matchups and doing uh, throughout uh, the offense. You just <laughs> have to hold week. your nose and play him. That's yeah. what we said. Just yeah. hold your nose and play him. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he continues to run well. It's uh, just a matter of getting those uh, opportunities in the red zone. And, you know, Dak is, seems like he's coming back next week. So looks like uh, Zeke's going to have some, have some volume. Yeah, uh, Dak has reported already been – uh, announced that he'll start on Sunday in week seven. So, you know, we've been saying that Zeke is going to maintain it or, you know, his his value is only going to get better. You couldn't sell him during this time because you were going to sell right. significantly low. You just had to kind of keep rolling him out there and hope for the best. And his offense is going to get a boost when Dak gets back. Um, Kenneth Walker, I mean, he had some runs the other day on yeah. Sunday that were just like, okay, yeah. I see why you were taken with the 30 you know, 35th or 37th pick in the draft. Like, you are, you are a really good football player. I should think he was taken in the 40s. But either way, he's a really good football player. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Devin Singletary, on, you know, in terms of honorable mentions, I mean, he had a, a, a great day on this, you know, worked as the, the workhorse back, 17 carries, 85 yards, added four, four catches on five targets, and another 22 receiving yards. You know, he's got to be a guy that – like maybe you can buy low. Like I know, like we probably could have bought low last week or the week before, but like, I don't think people. I don't. I think people might be frustrated with Devin Singletary. I, he's definitely uh, been good value, but like I think people probably don't respect him still because at the peak. I mean, the, this offense is still meant to you know to throw the ball and like Josh Allen being in that you know, red zone area getting rushing touchdowns, but. Yeah, he's. I think his consistency is what you want right now for a running back, and I think he's a very solid RB two, and I think that just gives you good, a good option. Honestly, um, I mean, I don't think he, uh, he can just be on that cusp of a, a borderline RB one every week, strong RB two. Yeah, I. It's tough because it seems like the more competitive the game, the better of the game he'll play. Yeah. Which is. Sometimes, you know, last week we thought was the perfect game script for him, right? Pittsburgh, double-digit favorites. Like, that's typically when you want to play a running back, and then he walks out with six carries, and it's like, uh, that didn't go how I thought, right? Um, But Miles Sanders also had a a good day. Mm -hmm. Daryl Henderson filled in, you know, having a a top 15 day. Najee Harris, I mean, this is at at the point where now running backs, like, I mean, we – the running back 16 got 12.9 points, but Najee Harris, if you played him, had had a solid day as well. So, yeah, scored early. Um, definitely, you know, the offense did look better with uh Kenny Pickett, but then he got hurt. Mitch Trubisky back in, so we'll see what happens. 
Mitch Trubisky. Let's move on to the running back Jags. And uh, again, we said running backs didn't have a great week. Nick Chubb finishes the RB24 thus far. Only scored eight points in PPR scoring. Jeff Wilson uh, Jr., man. Oh, man. Jeff Wilson Jr., who was Greg start of the week. Uh, I think, what do you have? Half, five. A, half a point. Half a point. <laughs> half a point. Oh, brutal, bro. RB59, yo. Like. Oh, oh man. man, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niners, the Niners really got the doors blown off of them on in that one, and um, you know, kind of yeah, that was there. definitely the upset of the weekend for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it kind of put put this game in a place where Jeff Wilson Jr. wasn't going to get the ball the way he's been getting it. Uh, the Niners had to throw the football, and it was. Uh, it was all that she wrote after that. So yeah. uh, James Robinson didn't have a great day. This is now three poor performances in a row for James Robinson. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, this was his by far his worst day yeah. uh, on the year. The whole running um, game, didn't really, they really moved the ball running-wise that game. As Buffalo, then, Buffalo's rush defense is tough. Yeah, yeah, no, they they're tough. Their defense is getting healthier as well. So, um, shout out to Jordan Poirier, by the way. I don't know if you heard this story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My man took off, could not fly on the plane because he had a of the nature of his rib injury. Um, he was at risk of complications if he got on a plane. So he hired car service to drive him and his family. 15 hours from Buffalo to Kansas City, Missouri. So, um, and had to make the drive back. So, shout out to him. Uh, my man played in a football game or really wanted to play in that football game and, and helped contribute, you know, to his team getting a win. So, um, crazy. Crazy. And then J.K. Dobbins, uh, what are we doing there? I think Gus is coming back next week. He's the, um, I definitely not a startable player. I think if you, you know, had an option to, you know, grab someone on the waiver wire, I think he's almost droppable at this point as well, too. Um, yeah, I mean, with, with Gus coming back, I mean, it's only going to take more carries away from him. Uh, I think they plan on definitely using Gus Edwards. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not gonna cut him yet. I think I'm gonna just he's definitely bench candidate. I mean bench guy though. Yeah, no, you gotta bench him. Um, if you are if you've got a, a team of like struggling players or running backs or injuries and you you can't hold a roster spot like and you gotta drop them like that makes a ton of sense for sure. But yeah. I guess with just nature of running backs, I I find it hard to drop one. Um, especially with Dobbins, like we know he's talented. He's coming he's coming off the ACL. His the nature of his injury was 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 more serious than I think people thought when it initially happened. And, you know, we all thought, like, because his ACL injury was early in the year, and we all thought, like, oh, he'd be back, you know, in time for week one, wasn't able to come back until week three. And even the game he had against the Patriots, you know, was a couple touchdown games. So, you know, we did say, like, we weren't totally into playing him in this game. He was, you know, on the RB3 spectrum, but obviously – um, you know, had a worse game than either one of us could have imagined. So, yeah. Uh, anyone else on the Jags that you want to bring up, Greg? No, nah, I think we're good on that. I think, yeah, that was about it. 
let's talk about these wide receiver swags now. And the number one wide receiver on the week, that would be the aforementioned Jamar Chase. Seven catches on 10 targets, 132 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 32.2 PPR points. If there was a week to buy Jamar Chase, it was this past week because this was the game that people who drafted Jamar Chase as probably a top three wide receiver, this is the game that they they were expecting every week. And he delivers 18.9 yards per reception, the big playability that he showed last year when he averaged 18.1, and the two touchdown receptions. Um, Greg, what would you think of the day here about Jamar Chase? Yeah, great day. Uh, definitely, you know, just with always going to have this performance against Baltimore because he was, you know, killed them in the past. So one week late. But, you know, Jamar Chase is, is balling out. I think having T. Higgins helps him even more, uh, as I mentioned before. So, um, yeah, continue to play him with confidence, of course, uh, and just, you know, hope that uh, T. Higgins also get healthy for, for Joe Burrow as well. Yeah, Higgins did play in this game. Um, and, we you know, we did talk about how that is important yeah. for both Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. You know, I think I was actually – somewhat down on Joe Burrow coming in this game. I didn't think Jamar Chase would have his upside if T. Higgins didn't play, but um, T. Higgins does end up playing, which, like we said, is good for good for everybody in that offense. Um, the wide receiver, two on the week, and this guy probably was – I don't want to say he was the most underrated, but I think if there's a wide receiver you want in fantasy, it's probably him, and that is Stephon Diggs. Um, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 148 receiving yards and a touchdown, 30.8 PPR points. Um, I don't even know if he, where he ranks, if he's he, he, is he the number one wide receiver in fantasy right now? Um, um, I'd have to check that. But, oh, as far as uh, rankings? Oh, yeah, I could check that right now. But just even in terms of it his is, week-to-week his consistency. And then cup. Yeah. In terms of his week-to-week consistency, I mean, this guy has been so good. And yeah. he's attached to Josh Allen, who constantly is finishing in the, the top three quarterbacks. And so, yeah. Yeah, he's he's always a, like a favorite to possibly get two touchdowns in the game. Like, he just gets really hot. He just progressively gets stronger throughout the game, too. He he loves to make big plays. Uh, it's not like how, I don't know, like Justin Jefferson, you know, booms out in the first half. Uh, like, he's more like just progressively always producing throughout the game. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan Diggs is a, a big-time player. Um yeah, you love to see this from him. Yeah, he's unstoppable. It seems like him and the chemistry that him and Josh Allen have makes them able to – it allows them to be able to complete throws that should not be completed. And Yeah. It, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I was going to say, yeah, this is – hones on the fact that the wide receiver one against Kansas City, we, we got to attack that every time, like – they were mon- like having monster weeks against uh, Kansas City. So then they play um, San Fran next week, all, all in on Debo Samuel in those DFS lineups. Hey, man, Debo Samuel or could be Ayuk. Ayuk could be um, Ayuk. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kansas City has been getting killed on the outside this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely one to attack. Let's move on to the wide receiver three on the week. Tyreek Hill, 15 targets. <laughs> That's just an absurd number. 15 targets, 12 catches, 177 receiving yards, 29.7 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Tyreek Hill? 
yeah, I mean, it, even when Teddy came in for relief for two uh two weeks ago, like uh, or three weeks ago, it was um straight heavy targets uh the mountain to, to Tyreek Hill uh, in that game um seems to like to to find him number one target. I mean, I would he would be mine as well. If I was playing quarterback, he's a, he's a freak of nature. Uh, so yeah, continue to play Tyreek Hill. I think he's close to one of the uh, receiving yard leaders right now. So um he's been really balling this year. Uh. Both Mahomes and Tyreko just doing it without each other. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into this game, Tyreek Hill was like fifth in receiving yards, fourth or fifth in receiving yards, and then drops almost two hundo. So yeah. um, I think he's gotta be yeah. he's gotta be the lead receiver in, in that metric if it's not, you know, like Stefan Diggs. Um uh, but yeah, no, fifteen targets, phenomenal number. Um the fact that he's able to do this, again, not just without like Patrick Mahomes, but with in an offense where, you know, they're Jalen Waddle's still talented. I mean, he's used to obviously having been playing with, with Travis Kelsey. Um, but for him to, you know, get fifteen targets, it 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 just speaks volume of of how much he, he means to this this Miami Dolphins offense. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the rest of the wide receiver swags and the wide receiver four on the week. That would be Brandon Ayuk, uh, the wide receiver five, Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool coming in as a wide receiver six. And I say that be- like that because I'm playing against somebody and they're like Chase Claypool in their lineup. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Right. Like, no, seven catches, 96 yards and a touchdown later. Uh, the wide receiver seven on the week, Juju Smith Schuster. Wide receiver eight, Tyquan Thornton, the rookie out of New England. Wide receiver nine, Paris Campbell. Ten, Dante Pettis. Eleven, AJ Brown, and the wide receiver twelve, Allen Lazard. Uh, Greg, any of these top twelve performances stuck out to you? Um, of course, you know, moving on to the you know, the next rookie wide receiver to pop up this week, Tyquan Thornton. Uh, Definitely good to see that there. Um, maybe cast some, you know, rest of season value uh, as well in this offense. Um, uh, and other than that, Chase Clifford definitely was a surprise, uh, as well as Dante Pettis. We had some, some definitely a lot of surprises in this top 12. Um, I just want to talk about Allen Robinson the whole time. That's really. <laughs> That's crazy, y'all, man. This man is back. All right. That's not. Is it is he back? Was it a flash? Nah, I don't know. I, I think I have to see it two weeks in a row, man. Two weeks like in a row. Two weeks in a row. I would mean, would you try to also, trade him, or would you just like if he's if he has stuff on your roster, would you try to trade him? Yeah, yeah. He's on buy this week though, so I don't know how much. Oh yeah, get. that's true. Yeah, you're right. Not gonna get a lot. Yeah, he's on buy. Or do you week. just like do you just dump him and like sh- throw him out there as bait during the bye week? You know. Maybe I mean, you, could you definitely start him this week? No, so you're, you're could upset. not have started. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> there's no so, way yeah. you started him. Um, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster having a bounce back game, um, his best game of the year, scored a yep. touchdown. Um, you know, had over 100 receiving yards. So that was that was definitely a, a nice bounce back game from Juju Smith-Schuster, who probably earned his way on some people's benches. Um. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton having the game he did. And then, you know, Brandon Ayuk, man, I mean, yes, sir. that's my, my my guy or my breakout, my breakout. Um, you know, quiet, had two touchdown receptions. And I think what we saw in this game was 
when when the Niners are forced to throw the football, Brandon Ayuk acts as their number one receiver a lot of that time. So, um, you know, Debo Samuel has his package of plays and whatnot, but Ayuk definitely intrigues me um, for obvious reasons. Uh, but anyway, the honorable mentions here, Allen Robinson, definitely. Uh, Jalen Waddle, we talked about him last week, and I was specifically mentioning that he's getting healthier with that groin, so I'm expecting him to have better production and comes and finishes the, as the wide receiver 14, so love that. Um, you know, Devo Samuel coming in as the wide receiver 19, that was great. Alec Pierce, who you talked about last week on the waiver show, he had a solid day. Uh, Wandell Robinson, who I'm sure we're going to talk about later, but I, I hope that we don't have to to our listeners because I've been speaking about him along with Kadarius Tony for like weeks. weeks. (laughs) But Rondell Robinson. Uh, And then we got to talk about the not so good stuff, the wide receiver Jags on the week. And that would be guys like Mike Evans, Mm -hmm. Drake London, uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, the Jets wide receivers who didn't, who weren't needed. Elijah Moore didn't have a target. Um, Terry so yeah, McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit last week. Um, DJ Moore, who's more dead than Allen Robinson. <laughs> I mean, do we? Are we talking about DJ Moore? <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I guess not. I just said no, no. Nah. We yeah. talked about the Carolina Panthers and uh, Greg. That is that is Greg's bust. You know, I don't want to applaud it because I do like DJ Moore a lot. And <laughs> it's Baker's you know, fault. It's... We we all know whose fault it is. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's fault, I mean, Baker wasn't even playing. So. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Bobby Anderson got traded, so maybe you know, maybe there's only one person to throw to at this point besides I mean, McCaffrey. They, they kicked they kicked Robbie Anderson out during the game, so they they could have used yeah. that opportunity to get DJ Moore the ball, but they still they did. They could have. So. Oh, okay. Oh, Adam Thielen, not a jag, but did have a good game. Um. 36 yards and a touchdown, so almost like a de facto tight end there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to speaking of tight ends. Got to talk about our tight end swags. And the tight end one on the week, uh, I was shocked to have to to type this one into the show notes. Mike Gasecki, six catches, seven targets, 69 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions. Clearly, he practiced his gritty. But 24.9. Still, still not good. Still no, not good. but it's much better it, than the It is first much better. Time. Yes. Progress. <laughs> progress. We do appreciate progress over here. True. <laughs> 24.9 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mike Kaseki? Yeah, definitely. A, uh, I think an outlier more here for Mike Kaseki. I mean, um, he was coming to his this year as a you know low value you know low expectations um and he really didn't pop off except i think maybe one week he got 14 points but uh i'm not going crazy over this performance but yeah it's a good performance though it's a great performance love when mike Kosecki does well i think he's one of the more talented tight ends in football that doesn't get enough opportunities yeah and it's impossible to figure out when these games are coming from him. Like, oh, yeah. it's almost impossible. Yeah. So it is. Um, but <laughs> great performance by Mike Kaseki here. The tight end two on the week. No Come surprise. On, yeah, Mark man. Andrews, Automatic. seven catches, <laughs> eleven targets, 106 receiving yards, and a touchdown. 23.6 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, he's automatic. He's really 
I mean, I watched a lot of that Giants game, obviously, because you know, Lamar uh, and Giants. Lamar looks at him every time. Like, he's he's the main pass catcher on this team. Uh, and no matter – yeah, it's just the uh, offense – the area offense runs to him. So, he's going to be tight end two, tight end one, tight end three every week. Yeah, that's pretty pretty easy. I mean, when the, the, the Baltimore Ravens decided to trade away – Marquise Brown, we all said, Mark Andrews, guy's probably going to be pretty good. Probably going to have an insane target share. And that's exactly what happened. And a similar thing happened with the tight end three on the week because we talked about the aforementioned Tyreek Hill, who got shipped out. Travis Kelsey gets a ton of targets, eight catches, 10 targets, 108 receiving yards, also added a four-yard rush attempt, 19.2 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts? Oh yeah. Also automatic Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Uh, this is what this is what we want every week, and this is what we get every week. So uh, you you love to see it. Um, these guys, yeah. Travis Kelsey is pretty much ageless at this point. So uh, Mark Andrews just you know continue going to continue to do this. But yeah, it seems like Travis Kelsey has no end. Yeah, no. Travis Kelsey's balling. Um, you know he scored all his touchdowns last week, so he didn't have to score any this week. Yeah, it just um, shows what he could do. Either way, however you want Who's he, Houdini out here? Houdini. Um, and now it's time for our favorite segment mm-hmm. of the weekly recap, and that is announcing our touchdown or nah tight end of the week. Oh man, can I? Can we get? You want to guess? Go ahead. You can take. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? It was. Very much almost Kyle Pitts. It Just because it's Kyle Pitts, like, you know. Yes. Oh, it, man. It was very much, like, it was this, this uh-huh. close to being uh-huh. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because Kyle Pitts had three catches mm-hmm. on three targets for 19 receiving yards and his first touchdown on U.S. soil in a regular season football game. Crazy. That's why it's touchdown or not. Like this man had to had a touchdown. He finally got one, yo. Oh man. But uh-huh. the thing is, is Kyle Pitts was probably already in your lineup anyway. Right. True. So, and this next stat line is much better. Trust me. Three for three. <laughs> three for three. Nineteen and touch. Like listen to this stat line by Irv Smith Jr. Ooh. My man had four targets, uh-huh. four catches, <laughs> seven receiving yards, <laughs> and what a touchdown. What was he running? What was he running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his route tree was more like a route bush to that Yeah, day. straight bananas. Straight bananas. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, four catches, seven receiving yards, and a touchdown. So that is what Irv that is what earned Irv Smith the touchdown or not tight end of the week. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh but rounding out the top twelve here. Uh Robert Tunyon comes in as a tight end four, George Kittle, the tight end five, Hunter Henry, the tight end six, Daniel Bellinger. Yes, sir. Our guy, the tight end seven. Jake Ferguson ties with Zach Ertz for the tight end eight. Dawson Knox comes in at the tight end 10. Kyle Pitts, 11. Jelani Woods ties with Irv Smith to finish as the tight end 12. 
We talked about Kyle Pitts. It was funny. Still concerning that he only had three targets or three catches, which <laughs> turns out that that was like, correct me if I, I have to look this up, but like a 14 or 15% target share, <laughs> the, three, the three targets, because mm. Arthur Smith has got to run that football, you know? Run that ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, any performances here in this top 12 that really stuck out to you, Greg? Um. Nothing crazy. Like to see Dawson Knox come back in the top ten. Maybe he can, you know, find some some life again, maybe, uh, as he gets healthier. Uh and no, Zach Ertz uh was uh, you know, definitely coming up in, in here and showing out. I think I think that was my tight end start of the week. That was your tight end start of the week. Yeah, that Perfect. The matchup was good against yeah, Seattle. There we go. So <clears throat> uh yeah, man. And George Kittle, Henry, George Kittle, yeah, always George anytime, Kittle. That yeah. is a big one. Yeah, that is a big one because sure. I think George Kittle managers were waiting for this game for a long Absolutely. time. Yeah, it just kind of sucked that it came in a loss. So it not kind of sucked. So it at least showed you that he's capable of doing it. Um, but it just if when things are rolling for the Niners, that he he might not get this every week. Yeah. Uh, but with that defense being banged up, maybe maybe they'll be forced into some different game script. Uh, we talked about our guy Daniel Bellinger. Um. I think he's got to be rostered now. Yeah, he's earned. No, he's definitely. earned it. He's, yeah, he's, he's 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 definitely on that pod, the waiver section. Let's talk about the Jags on the week and uh, three names: Dallas Goddard, Tyler Conklin, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Conklin two straight weeks where it's been like, I think he has totaled two point seven points in two weeks. Cause, oh, yeah. good, because he had a zero yeah. the week before. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's rough. I mean, Zach Wilson has also thrown I, – I don't even know what the pass attempts are, but it was 18 in this past game, and, and then the week before that, I think it was only like 20 or something. So I haven't really yeah. been throwing the football since that Pittsburgh game. Um, and we're running like the... Brees Hall, man. It's tough. To... <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, man. No. <laughs> Defense and running the football. I know this isn't even the, the segment of the show, but like, and it may be a little early, but like, I was having the conversation with myself, like, next year, what pick would I have to have to like justify taking Brees Hall, like, in the first round? Like, what pick? Like, and then I went through the exercise and I said, I think I, I think I could justify taking him with the one on one. He will probably. Depending on where Saquon is and JT, yeah, I mean, I think projection-wise, I think, yeah, he, he's top three. Because he's already the RB, he's yeah. tied with Saquon right now for like the RB7 or 8 on the yeah, season. Uh, yeah, through five weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think he's going to be yeah. up there. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's a good, good feeling to have as a Jets fan. Uh, anyway, let's talk about um, these injuries and some news. Uh, in terms of, we talked about the Robbie Anderson trade to Arizona. Uh, that was because Marquise Brown will be out for the next six weeks, about six weeks with a foot injury. Doesn't require surgery, so um, he's just going to rehab and hopefully heals in time. That's perfect, or not perfect, but they get DeAndre Hopkins back just in time. He was activated to the 53-man roster today. Wide receiver Randall Cobb 
for the Green Bay Packers avoided a serious injury. Uh, he's expected to miss some time with an ankle, though. Arizona running back James Conner, he was estimated as a DNP non-participant in practice on Monday's estimated practice report. Um, he's still dealing with that rib injury. You know, Benjamin is actually dealing with an injury of his own. Um, you know, so that's something to monitor as Keontae Ingram might potentially be uh, the back that gets the touches. Uh, safety for the San Francisco 49ers, Talanoia Hafunga is in concussion protocol. Washington quarterback Carson Wentz is out four to six weeks after having surgery on his broken finger. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman is close to a return with a foot injury, which is kind of interesting that they also then brought in Deshaun Jackson for a visit, uh, the 35-year-old wide receiver. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm, I don't know if Rashad Bateman is close or not. Uh, but Arizona left guard Justin Pugh, he may have suffered a season-ending knee injury. Uh, left tackle Joe Noteboom will miss the rest of the season with an Achilles. We talked about Dak Prescott making his way back in week seven. And then tight end Cam Brate, who suffered a concussion last week, has suffered a neck injury this week, um, had to be carted off, you know, on a backboard and, and taken to the hospital. X-rays were negative and he's, you know, he's home and he's good. So that's definitely great news, um, you know, but maybe out for some short, you know, some period of time, you know, as these next weeks progress. But Greg, let's talk about waivers. Uh, what guys are we targeting specifically at the quarterback position this week? For quarterback this week, I think we're looking at three names. I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 39% roster going against Kansas City. Uh, we just talked about how Kansas City has been getting killed on the outside this year. Um, I think this could be a, a opportunity for, you know, Jimmy G to open up this offense. I mean, he threw for 41 times this week. That's a season high. Uh, two touchdowns tied for season high as well. So, um, you know, in a game where they, they need to throw a lot, I mean, the game that they probably be down again. Uh, didn't expect them to be down against Atlanta, but we know what happens if they're in a negative game script, they'll, they'll tend to go go to air more. So he'll have some streaming value. Marcus Mariota, uh, I think 14% roster going against Cincinnati. Um, I think, you know, even with his legs, I think his legs performance, um, that'll get him going. Uh, definitely had a, a good performance here in the air and also with his legs. So he, he got some streaming value. And Matt Ryan, I think out of the three, he probably has the most upside versus Tennessee. You uh, talked about what he did against them last last time they played them this season. I mean, he threw for 356 yards and two touchdowns uh, in 37 attempts. So uh, capable of going high scoring through 58 times. I think they're getting over uh, 42 attempts this, this year over the season. He's 28% roster, so I'm looking at him as well. Yeah, I like I like all those quarterback options. Uh, what are we looking to, or who are we looking to potentially a running back? Running back is a little slim this week. Uh, I think we're, you know, kind of looking forward to one, Deion Jackson. He's 43% rostered. Uh, I think talking about uh, JT's definitely coming back. But, you know, as far as having a guy, uh, JT's one of the most important players in fantasy. So um, if he's going to go down again, we know that Deion Jackson has RB1 upside. I think that's worth uh, rostership. Um, and then, uh, Kyron Williams, I think, um, could be a name that we could talk about, uh, in the coming weeks, you know, with Cam makers, you, you call on the saying how this could be a, you know, a type of, uh, you know, Calvin really situation. This uh, Cam makers is definitely not going to be playing for the Rams anymore. So Daryl Henderson, uh, he's the lead back right now, but I think they're going to have, 
uh Kyron Williams be involved. I mean, they did draft him. They did draft him. Um, they you know want to plan on on using him eventually. So uh, he'll have some uh, some value. He's eight percent rostered. He's out there for free. I like all those options right there. What are we doing at wide receiver? Wide receiver. I got the three names to start with. Uh, in the, in the grouping, the wide receivers, the rookie wide receivers, got to get them shout outs. One, Alec Pierce again. 38% roster, going to keep them banging the drum on him. He's going to get uh, a good target share. He's tied to Matt Ryan, who's throwing a lot in this offense, uh, and he's he's going to get a, a good opportunity to score to score touchdowns. So he's been good early season already to giving you giving you flex value weeks, and I think he's going to continue to to do that as well. Wando Robinson, he's 8% rostered. Um, the offense for the giant, the wide receiver position, whoever wants to take it, is it's wide open. It's so wide open. It's the most wide open position for them in the, in the league. Wando can take this opportunity, score a touchdown this week. Um, a guy that they they drafted, you said, you know, from GM to coach. So they 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 really like uh, Wando Robinson here. So I think he can have some flex week coming up. And Tyquan Thornton as well, uh, another rookie receiver for the Pats. He's one percent rostered. He's pretty much free. Um, can have some rest of season value as as well as you know whoever's playing that quarterback. Uh, I think um, Zap has proven that you know he can be in, you know, not not a bad quarterback, uh, a valuable, a solid backup right now. And in a game where I think the Pats are going to be in a lot of competitive games this week, it wasn't as, but with their defense, um, you know, can be uh, inconsistent sometimes. So uh, I think Taquan Thorne is going to you know room for him as well. And I think in deeper leagues, I think of, of the people, maybe Allen Ramos is not back, but maybe Chase Claypool could have some. Uh, value in, in deeper leagues. I think he's entering that wide receiver four, uh, wide receiver three category again. Yeah, I, I like I like all that as well. Let's talk about the tight end position because that's one that's usually rough week to week. What do we yeah. got going on there? We got some names here at tight end. Um, we mentioned, I think, uh, Robert Tunyon. Uh, he's 42% rostered. Uh, we've always talked about him as a you know, popular a possible streamer if he can pop off because again there's a lot of opportunity in this uh offense for the the Packers their their wide receivers are inconsistent um he had a season high 12 targets in this one 10 receptions is also a season high uh season high in all his stats this, this week 90 receptions Randall Cobb went down um he got uh carted off the field uh or yeah so uh there's going to be a lot of room they got Washington next week I think he has some opportunity to be uh, give some title one weeks down down the line. Uh, Hunter Henry, uh, 36% rostered. Evan Ingram, he's also 37% rostered. Those two guys, um, just gonna be, you know, I think could give you a safe floor at this point. Um, Jacksonville being in, in a lot of high scoring games. Um, and then Hunter Henry, just kind of the same reason, you know, about Tack on Thornton. Patriots are, I think, both running and throwing. Uh, they're gonna be um, doing uh, doing a lot of things there. And Daniel Bellinger, 3% rostered. I think he has a lot of upside, um, but yeah, and he, he's basically free out there. So uh, I, I think if you want to take a shot on Daniel Bellinger, that's that's the case. Him and Wendell Robinson, I think, could kind of take control of this uh, of this offense for, for the pass catchers. No, I agree, man. I mean, I've been talking about Daniel Bellinger for weeks now. So facts, facts. I totally agree. Um, yeah, he just seems like Mr. Necessary out there. They don't have a tight end that they can trust, and they don't really have receivers. So Nope. Nope. Um, all right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up 
our show this evening. Uh, I have to go find my voice because I lost it. And Greg's got to go watch these Yankees. Hopefully they play tonight. But uh, they were just waiting for me, man, to finish pot. That's all. Uh huh. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> so, everybody, we appreciate you. Uh, we hope that you had a good time chilling with us because it's always fun hanging with y'all. And um, yeah, we'll catch y'all later. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.